Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How long have you been at the, uh, at the library? I have been there since March okay. of this year. So this is a, a relatively new position for me. However, I've been working with Jamaica, a community that I'm very fond of, for well over 12 years. So I've been working in the Queens community for 12 years, Jamaica for eight in particular, and then I transitioned down the block. I used to work inside of the SUNY Queens ELC, um, working with young adults ages 16 to 30, and so now I just get to work with the community as a whole. So what did you do with the, the younger folks? With the younger folks, they to qualify for my program, they had to be either on parole or probation, recently incarcerated, and they needed to um, kind of get the, the lives back on track, and they needed some sort of work skills. So because of their incarceration or whatever was going on in their lives, they didn't have many job, much job experience, or they, um, they just weren't being as productive um, as they could be. So we would do different civic engagement activities to make sure that they would kind of learn how to work as a group and communicate and be punctual. Um, we gave them different incentives. And then we would give them training, vocational training, and they, the encouragement and the confidence and um, empower them to move forward and start doing something. So hopefully they would not get rearrested. Um, they would be able to do what is necessary for themselves in addition for their parole or probation officers. So now I'm still working in that workforce development field. Right. But again, it's it sounds just, very similar to it's the, very the, similar. Yeah. It's just the audience has expanded. Okay. So basically now you don't have to necessarily work with parole and probation. That is correct. However, partnerships are key okay. and I still stay in touch with a lot of the organizations and um and the individuals that I used to work with before. So that is a relationship that I want to continue with. The first few months, of course, is just me getting my, my feet wet and, and, and just learning the job, the new work environment, because I was at the other organization for almost 12 years, yes. right? So this is just an adjustment, you know. Um, I left family to move on to a new family. So now, um, what is your hours? You are Monday through Friday? Yes, for the most part, it's right now it is Monday through Friday, 9, um, 9 a.m. to 5. We have what's called a JBA desk where people can come in at... We encourage them to get there before 3 p.m. and then they can come in and help update their resume or write a new resume from scratch, cover letters. We have every Thursdays in particular, we have an amazing career coach who works with us. Um, you know, she has used to work at a, um, a very high profile position and when she retired, she still wanted to give back and she does wonderful mock interviews where someone can come and practice and work through some of the questions, particularly on Thursdays. Um, we encourage everyone to go to the Queens Public Library website and search for job search or mock okay. interviews, and they can mm -hmm. register online. And um, 
you know, just a host of different things. Again, I have some community partners that I work with that's coming in to speak about the soft skills necessary and the etiquette one must have when you're in the workplace. So, you know, sky's So the who takes advantage of these services and not just who, but how do people get to know about the services that you offer? That is something I really want to grow. But right now, um, people will go to the website. Of course, like I said, you can register. Um, we do lots of, e we might do an email blast. We do these monthly workshops that will let you know within um, that month what we are offering. Um, if there's any kind of partnerships, if we have some tabling recruitment. So as a, for instance, the FDNY will be coming to the Job and Business Academy twice a month. Um, we also heard that there's gonna be a um, an EMT training program that the FDNY, for example, will be starting, and they got like this little two-week window in November. So we're trying to get people to come in and apply, oh, that's so that awesome. they can be able to do the DCAS, the city exam, yeah. and be prepared for that. And then, of course, when a firefighter exam comes within two years, they'll be prepped and already on the mailing list for that. So it will be anything from tabling or specific workshops, um, and the people who benefit from that are the people who know to go to the website mm -hmm. or. Um, they read the magazines mm -hmm. that come through. Um, but we want to do more partnerships. Sure. We want to let more people in the community that work with job seekers know, you know, tap in. If we have workshops that's going on at 12 during the week, bring your community over. If they're retirees and they're still in the workforce, you know, bring them over. If we currently are offering services Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, however, um, we need to stay open until 7, mm -hmm. then so be it, you know. So we want to definitely serve more within the community, let them know all of the amazing things that Queens Public Library has to offer okay. um, the Job and Business Academy. So right now it's 9 to 5. Okay. Um, looking to grow. And now what about, because this is Queens, we're in its different languages being spoken, people of all race, creed, color, everybody's here mm -hmm. in Queens. Uh, how is it, are you working with um, uh, the, the immigrants also like in learning how to speak English and, and so forth? Do you all offer those yes, type of programs? So again, I'm the manager of the Job and Business Academy here at Central, but the Queens Public Library has 65 branches, community branches and, and hubs, if you will. And within that, using Flushing, for example, um, there is a Job and Business Academy desk. There's a presence in Flushing and they have all kinds of vocational training that is specifically for ESOL students, specifically for those who speak other languages where they can become a home health aide. And so they're recruiting, and how would someone know about that? They would under, they'd get a flyer or something like that, but this is the beauty of um, a medium such as this, so we can kind of get the word about. Go to the Queens Public Library, you search for um, ESOL vocational training as a for instance, or um, you know, they can just kind of um, call the Job and Business Academy and give more information. The Central Library also has an NAP, which is a New Americans program, and then they do a host of programming for um, people of other that speak other languages and want to build on their work skills or just whatever that cultural, um, you know, just the readjust to see their workforce or just life in general in America versus where they come from. Do you work with um, Human Resources Administration? Um, HRA? I, yeah, HRA, yes. because I know that they also have that back-to-work program and 
I don't even know if they still have it, but they, they used to have the They back still tool. do have that. And then that is a program that I did observe when I first um, started with the library. Okay. But we do need to kind of continue. So they do send referrals over for um, maybe programming for that. But that's, that's something that I would really like to sit down and, and enhance. Oh. What, what, what groups are you looking to partner with to, to grow, to grow um, your audience? For as far as job search and um, boosting technology skills and things like that, that would be any organization anywhere in Queens. Um, again, Jamaica, the central office is here in Jamaica, but we also have, um, you know, like I said, branches in South Jamaica and Rochdale and Hollis and St. Albans. So if the organization, the, the professional group, or sororities, a or fraternity, or whomever, there's a community of people who need this information during the day, so it could be group homes, it could be um, you know, community organizations, CBOs, it could be churches, it could be anybody that has access to a community of people, young, old, um, whatever, who are looking to enhance their skills. The same would apply for businesses. Anyone who has access to a community of small business owners and entrepreneurs, bring in your group, bring in the individuals, and we can deliver the resources and the content. Somebody like the uh, York College Small Business Development Center, would that be a... Uh, that would be a perfect example okay. of a strong partnership. Okay. Um, people who have access to mailing lists, for example, right. so that when we have the, the flyers the and the information or the registration link, they can blast it. You know, strength in numbers. Thomas White. Uh, foundation yes, would probably yes. be another one for you to reach out to. That would be to. great because I know that he was doing some vocational training yes, for the population. So that, mm -hmm. so it's, how can we enhance what people are already doing, or maybe even be that a lot of a lot of organizations are um, short staff, so it may be two or three people trying to manage, you know, hundreds of people, people. during the week. Sure. So maybe if if you could just escort them to the library at a certain time. We can kind of lighten your loaf a little bit, but still move your population and your audience forward. I know, like, um, where I live on Southern Boulevard, I still see that the young people are still very idle. They're, they, they're not engaged in anything that is, um, you know, positive. They still are, you know, like, they, they stand around, you know. And I always say to myself, don't you know that there's places that you can go to, to get information and, and stuff like that? But for some reason, I don't know if they don't know or they just don't want to do it. I think it's our responsibility as providers in this community to make sure that the content is, um, it speaks to where they are and meets them where they are and that it's engaging, it's of interest. So that's the population that I worked with for so long. Okay. Those who were, um, people expected them to not succeed or, um, you know, they, they, weren't the, they weren't really into the school thing or the programming thing, their attention span, I just need to work, miss, or like I can make more on the, you know, whatever the case may be. But if we were to speak to where they are and do some sort of project or something kind of creatively infuse the skills that they need to transition or see life differently. I think that's our challenge is to do that. How, how successful was that program? It was super successful and I miss it so much. Um, we, it was a three-year grant that we were able to kind of constantly okay. get oh, refinance okay. and refinance. So, I mean, you know, um, refund it for about five years, you know, so a three-year grant stretched to five, almost six years. Mm -hmm. 
and different things like that. But I think using that same type of strategy at the Job and Business Academy is effective. So when we do see the young people outside, having the time or the creativity to reach out to them and say, what would you like? You know, what could get you, so let's say they're hanging out at like 12 and, and midnight, so, you know, excuse me, 12 in the afternoon, you know, come over to the library. We make it some sort of engaging activity that speaks to their interests and, or something like that. But again, you gotta meet them where they are and make it worth their while. What's in it for me? Are you also going into the different schools? Not yet. No, not that's something that would be very Definitely. interesting to do. There is another department within the library that they specifically work with, um, it's like my library at NYC, and we have different organizations within the library and we do partner. So we are looking to partner to go into the classroom and not only give a college readiness component, but the job skills. So we are working to build that. Again, I've just been there for a few months, months now, yes. but we are, these are partnerships and meetings that are in place. And fall just started, you know, September, October. So hopefully by 2020, the beginning, we will be have a bigger presence in the high schools. In addition to um, when daycare centers, for example, when the kids are dropped off, perhaps we can t tap into the parents. So another great partnership could be with the um, daycare centers or True. something like that. So as long as we have programming that's over by 2 o'clock or time for mm -hmm. them to pick up their children, Cheers. then we can kind of move the parents further. Okay, it's very good. You're listening to Our World, Our Power Radio Show here on Caribbean Buzz Radio. You can also hear us on TuneIn, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. And please don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Lady Pauline. And, and I just want to let you know that uh, the show is sponsored by the law firm of Stephen G. James and Associates, located at 8766 Suffolk Boulevard. He can be reached at 646-905-9000. Okay, let's can continue the conversation. I know both of you know each other, Glenn and, and Nakia, um, and you, you seem like you worked with the community before. Well, I was going to ask you to talk a little <laughs> bit about your experience of Jamaica Now. And I thought, so folks probably don't know about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so. So, a little bit about it. so the Jamaica Now was through the Queensboro President's Office, and that was particularly to get um, the community together to move forward on how we can make Jamaica grow. So that would be residents and business owners and people who worked in the different um, organizations that that make Jamaica work. And so at that time, I was um, a provider. And I was sitting on the committee for four years. Yeah. Yeah, so since it started um, with the Melinda Katz, Queensboro President's Office, and we would just kind of brainstorm and have regular meetings on how can we make sure that the, the city agencies and everyone that came in to empower or make Jamaica grow were holding true to their word. But you also held some leadership positions. So <laughs> let's not, let's not uh, step I over did. that. Okay? I did. So let's um, let them know a little bit about that. I would chair, I was for two years, I was the chair of the education, um, and it was the education committee. And I, that was in partnership with um, my colleague from York College. And we would just kind of, how can we bring together providers? Very often, when we provide work for young adults and youth, the funding will come. And it's almost like we're stepping over each other, fighting for that same population. Same yeah, so yeah. what we would try to do is, how can we come together and share resources, share space, share whatever, so that it could be almost like a ladder for the young people. 
So that was kind of like one of the leadership roles that I, I took when I was with Jamaica Now is how can we come together or sort of like what I'm facing in this new position, there's a lot of amazing programming, wonderful incentives, metro cars, stipends and things like this, but how do you get the word out? That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, uh, people do not know because I, I see you know, I'm, I'm in Jamaica, Queens, and this is my home, and I see the need for the young people to become engaged. Um, There's still, I know they go to school, but there's still something that's missing. Again, I, I fall back to the idea of partnerships. So if, if a person gets a message from the library, if the auntie and the grandmother and the uncle gets a message from the bid, if someone gets a message from the church, if so, and, but they're getting a consistent message and we again meet them where they are. They see a flyer at the laundromat, at the bodega, when they get their thing. And slowly they'll start saying, let me see what this is about. And when they come, that they are met by staff members and people who are engaging and you're not just a number and you're just there, but someone that really talks to them and hears them and helps them move forward. I think that's important. So I've been very active in the community. There's like a reentry task force where sometimes 40 to 60 providers will come together. We'll meet at the district attorney's office and we will brainstorm or share what's going on and what we're recruiting here. How, again, can we better empower those who are reentering into society from incarceration to make sure they're getting what they need, be it mental health, be it housing, um, jobs. The bottom line, no matter who you talk to, People just want to work. Yeah. And even if you do have your family, very often you want to move forward. You want to have that dream of owning a house. So being able to work and provide but still afford daycare and save so that you can get a home or your own car or whatever your individual goal is, we have to kind of partner and figure out, instead of having all these amazing resources going on here in Queens and in Jamaica, how can we work together and get that message out? You know, our elected officials, for example, they do the post, they, they shoot out emails and they have newsletters and yes, things and, you know, just a consistent way of messaging like this. Now, Nakia, uh, the audience doesn't know that you are a mother yes. uh, of two. Yes. And you have done an awesome job Thank raising you. your children. Tell me, how has it been balancing the scale of being a working woman, being a mother, and still trying to keep everything else together? Um, sometimes you just do, and you just don't think about it. But I've been blessed, as far as my son is concerned, um, to, my son is part of an organization, it's a marching band, Brooklyn United Music and Arts Program. That is every definition of a village. If there's that weird professional development day that comes in the middle of the week, but you got a meeting at work, you can't take the day off, they're still open and they're available. It's affordable. Um, my son plays the tenor drum and they do all sorts of corporate, corporate events and performances in the community. Tomorrow they'll be doing Atlantic Antic in Brooklyn, so it's like an outdoor festival. So they'll be performing there. My son loves it. He wakes up early all the time drumming. So that's how I'm able to balance is by tapping into community organizations such as that. Um, my daughter is her third year. She is a junior upstate. Um, she studied abroad in London for six weeks, mm. and she has a job on campus now, and this weekend she's in Canada. So sometimes I don't realize what a great job that I'm doing because I'm just doing and I'm trying to provide. But my kids, they see how hard mommy works. They see that mommy's going to some sort of community meeting. Mommy's 
comes home and she's a little tired. Um, I, all of my nuclear family's um, out of state, but I still make it work between my friends, um, you know, professional organizations, you know, just people like you, you know, I haven't seen you forever, you, Joseph. Um, it's just seeing that and, and being okay to be vulnerable with a certain group. It's hard, it's challenging, it's lonely sometimes, but I know that I'm making it a little bit easier for them and I'm showing them a model of what I want my son to be that gentleman for, you know, the women that grow up, you know what I mean, and how to treat. And I want my daughter to be independent and, and ex have an expectation of what to be. You, you are an you know? awesome role model. Thank you. Um, you know, for other women, and we need the strength in, in the unity of positive women. Right. Um, to, to keep being broadcast out there with, I like having you on. I love interviewing women that's doing great things, that, um, you know, you're working, you still have a family, you, 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 you're doing everything, and you're still able to manage and succeed in life. Yeah. And that's a great thing to teach others. Thank you. And, you know, the reality is, I do look for support or like-minded people to keep me going. You feel like you want to kind of, like, God, what am I doing this all, you know, what am I doing this for, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's important that when you, um, when you find someone that inspires you or, like, not to put her on blast, but to me, Melva Miller is, like, to me, like the queen's um, Michelle Obama. Like, when I look at her, I'm so proud of her because she is authentically her. Um, her hair is natural, she's funny, she's just, every time I see her, or there's two um, DA, ADAs that I work with, Mariella and Elizabeth, like they're always, they're so passionate, but they're educated and they, they haunts in the right place. So when you think of an ADA, you think of this, but you, you know, so I, I see certain people in the community and they don't know that they're mentoring me, or they don't know that they're giving me strength, or they don't know that they're making me feel like I can do this. Um, a lot of times, just being a relatively young professional, whatever, sometimes you go in environments where people, it may, they may be threatened or it may be competition. And that makes me sad because I'm all about unity. I'm all about empowerment. I'm all about being humble. But not everyone thinks like that. So sometimes I just have to, you know, <laughs> just realize that's what it is. What, what, what advice would you give? Um, to the young women, and I want to, it's a twofold question. Okay. One from a professional mm -hmm. um, aspect, and then one from a, a mothering aspect. Mm -hmm. what, what advice would you suggest and, and recommend to uh, the younger women coming up? From both a mothering and a professional aspect, I realize that the same way I'm, I'm a model for my daughter and my son, when there's another young woman that comes into my program or comes to that desk, I give them the biggest smile, I give them attention and everything because they may, just like I was talking about those other women, they may be looking at me as a model or I'm giving them strength. So I think it's important to embrace um, biological, non-biological <laughs> women, mm -hmm. any age. It could be an elder who is getting inspiration from me. Or, you know, so it's not even about age. It's not about, it's not about um, ethnicity or anything. It's just... Tell somebody that you're proud of them or, um, you know, just let them know that you see them. And from a professional perspective, get around people 
who know the true you. Because when you're already exhausted, you're already trying to make it, um, just be very careful about the energy that you bring into your circle, that you allow into your circle. Just be very careful, be it male, female, young, family. Um, sometimes when you're, you're the strategizer or, you, or you're the one to get things done, then sometimes family, you know, they lean on you a little bit more than everyone else, and that can take a toll. So you just got to be very protective and surround yourself with people um, that inspire you. Get a book or whatever it is. But you have to say, oh, I like your earrings, yes. or show love to each show other. Love, yes. yeah. Show love it to each other. It goes a long way. Yes, it does. It does. Love and acknowledgement. And acknowledgement. You know, you know um, I'm reminded, I was listening to this tape from TV Jakes, and it's called mm. Vision. Mm. And it's, it's got to be about 12, 13 years old. And uh, one of the things that he says in it is that if you're the smartest one in your group, Get a new group. That is very true. But still, sit at the table and meet with that other group so and that you hopefully them. Right. Yeah. nurture yeah, them. You know, and then, just kick and them to exactly. The curve. But yeah. Right. Because sometimes, and this is one of the things I loved about the other positions and a lot of the collaborative efforts that I'm able to do. Jamaica now, for example, little old me. You know, I would be sitting at the table with the borough president next to me, some big financial someone on the other side and walking into an office with my head high, but realizing that my heart is speaking for that formerly incarcerated 22-year-old that was locked up for seven years, and I make sure that, that that message is being heard at a table that they may or may not have the blessing of having access to. Right. So, you know, again, I take great pride and that responsibility. Like you was mentioning T.G. Jake, sometimes I have to step back in silence on my commute to work. I'm listening to my Pandora Marvin Saps <laughs> or my India RE station, mm -hmm. and I'm just filling myself up. You know, when I go to church, I may get a message, I'm jotting it down, but I'm, I'm turning the message into how it applies specifically to my mission, my goal, you know, to keep myself um, recharged. Because it's draining when you really feel passionate about the community. It's draining when you have a brilliant idea and people don't come or you can't quite figure out how to get them off the corner or get that message, but you have to be able to fill yourself up again. And um, so again, acknowledgement. Well, I also heard something as well. Um, recharging. That is you know, recharging yourself. You know, so, so uh, you mentioned church, you mentioned um, listening to music. Is there anything else that you do, meditation or anything like that, that, that you do? Sleep, binge-watching something on Hulu <laughs> that can dumb down that I don't relate to. But very often, it's just civic engagement. The primary the goal, the, the whole purpose of my other job was to get young people to do um, civic engagement and things like that, where we will lead by example. But even though that's not my job anymore, I still love doing that. Volunteering. Yeah. I, you're always seeing me somewhere with a different hat on. Um, just kind of helping out. And that empowers me, that recharges me. Because sometimes we think our battle is the worst. But when you see other people, you see that little smile of a little kid or uh, you know, elder, but like, well, I'm so proud of you, or a little something like that. That makes me happy, you know. Um, so there's a few other that's goals that I have, but you know. Now, Nakia, uh, tell me, what do you see for yourself for the next five years? Where um, do you want to be at? professionally and personally? <coughs> professionally, I definitely would love to be with the, um, like a government 
organization. I want to be with the organization that I'm going to retire from. Like, I, I want to continue to be giving back and making a difference. I'm going to put it in the atmosphere. ACS, put it out there. Put it out there. Put ACS it out there. is like an organization that has their their hands in so many different organizations. The, the Department of, um, the, like, as far as the raise the age and the young adults who are being moved out of Rikers and things like that, like, ACS oversees a lot of that programming. So, um, like, strategic planning of programming to empower the communities to come together to work similar to what I did with the Young Youth Diversion Program. So the Youth Diversion Program with the Queen District Attorney's Office was a program that would get young adults as young as 13, um, giving them alternative to incarceration. Oh, wow. So they had a programming, but they couldn't quite get it together. So I had met um, some of the individuals who had was pulling together this thing at a meeting. I don't know, I was just kind of talking. And it was like, oh my God, I need her. And so we was able to take a few months and strategize and we would partner with, you know, the Fortune Society, the Child Center of New York, or whomever it was that were able to provide the um, the drug screening or the mental health services that, for example, the other organization wasn't able to provide. But we were able to do the civic engagement, and then I was able to partner with this organization called Leo Heart. It was a group of um, law enforcement for forcers who came in and they wanted to mentor young people. We had the mental health services, the drug screening. And then um, we were able to offer the stipends and metro cards. And then me being like that surrogate mom, if you will, mm -hmm. during the hour that they were forced. Sure. And then we would go and speak with the, the judge once a month during reports. So that would make or break them potentially messing up or getting on probation Thank or whatever. You, yeah. the case. That right there was amazing. So to go into court and Judge Gerald, who was another beautiful African-American judge who oversees a lot of the youth mm -hmm. um, um, offenders here in Queens, that empowered me. Mm. And, and the fact that I would have parents and fathers, and to this day, the young people, they're texting me and, hey, give me updates, or I went oh, to this and I'm awesome. doing this now. That's awesome. That makes me happy. So in five years, an organization such as ACS or perhaps the Queen's Library, depending on the vision or the direction that we go, whatever that allow me to work with the community and have more examples like that. Okay. And that's from a professional. I want to be where I'm going to retire, um, make a nice little salary so I can, you know, save and get my home, <laughs> several homes and travel. Yeah. And then from a, from a personal perspective, I want my children to continue to be happy. And like I mentioned, I do want ownership. Um, you know, Queens, Brooklyn, Puerto Rico, wherever. And I would love to be a wife, you know? I've never had that experience, and I would love to do that. So maybe I'll find someone that has that passion for the community that and that drive and that vision so we can kind of empower and refill, recharge each other as opposed to any of those negative things. That would be nice. That's beautiful, Ms. Ben's story. Thank you for being on Our World, Our World Power. You're listening to Lady Pauline and... Mr. Glenn Grimmage, our Honorable Mayor of Southern Boulevard, <laughs> on Caribbean title. Buzz TV and radio every Saturday right here from 5 to 6. Please check us out and have a wonderful week. Thank have you. Have a good week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest.